0: Can you tell me about your dad?
1: you are awesome. Dad, da. da, da. Maze, say daddy. Da. Daddy. daddy. Daddy! Daddy! The heart. I like how you like cars. What's your favorite thing to do with daddy? What we build snow together. Ooh. Remember we both plug together? I do.
0: What's well, something kind of hard about your dad?
1: getting frustrated. <gasps> when you told me what to do and I don't
0: want to do it. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. I feel
1: like I love you. I love you. Hi, I'm Justin, girl dad of two. And I'm Freddie, boy dad of three. We're two friends on a mission to be the best dads possible.
0: While leaving a record for our kids to know who we are in the
1: season of our lives. Welcome to the Love Dad Podcast. Hey, bud. Dude, what's going on, Justin? How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. It's, it's, a, uh, it's been, a, been a good
0: day, I think, mostly. I'm, it's hard for me to remember what today was at this point. I don't know. <laughs> It's a kind of a blur. <laughs> but it's been a good day.
1: Okay, I talked maybe. to you this
0: morning briefly. Yeah, starts it off on a good on a good foot.
1: Your wife was running around tonight. What was she doing tonight?
0: Yeah, she's um, a part of this group. She has like a moms and tots group, and um, it has been kind of decimated by people moving to Tennessee.
1: Oh, Honestly. No.
0: I can't yeah, well, Katie used to younger. do it. Katie was in that group for a little while. She moved to Tennessee. Uh, and then, like, some other person that was like the head lady moved to Arizona. And then, like, two more couples moved to Tennessee. And so it's, it's like they used to do two, like, alternating. It used to be like every other week, but there was, it was going every week because there were so many moms going, right? So, yeah. two groups. Uh, now it's just one group. And like everybody that's in leadership was kind of like just whoever was left standing, and so Jordan is uh, <laughs> uh, hospitality, which is okay. She's great at
1: right. Um, it's right up her alley.
0: Yep, but it's a uh, they do a steering committee like evening thing for a couple hours uh, once a month where they get all the ladies together. They maybe they'll do like a little book study and kind of talk about business at hand. And then I don't know. They did our house recently, and, and I was still awake when it was happening. I was <laughs> in the bedroom, and I was like, I don't know what this seems. Not the most efficient use of time.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: okay, oh it's my like my o'clock, <laughs> It's time to be done. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, uh, but well, everybody's well, super would it, sweet.
1: Would the equivalent of dads with tots be any more efficient with time?
0: Absolutely not, but it'd be a lot more fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love the honesty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like well they did a really fun bunco night, but like we would be like it's oh yeah, it's it's steering committee night. It's like bring out the six pack baby. Let's have some <laughs> let's let's hang out for a little while. Let's knock out this business stuff and then let's play cards for a half hour, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah. But they're they're kinda like are talking and catching up and it's like, Oh, you want to do a study? Like, sh- sure. But also we wouldn't do steering committee at like nine o'clock on a Tuesday or a Monday <laughs> or whatever day it is. We do it like five in the morning or we do it, you know, right over, over beers or something like over those would be you. the two ways of doing it.
1: <laughs> so. It's so funny,
0: but it's, it's fun. It's boring to me. Maybe they have a great time, but they I was, totally to do. It and I was like, I am losing my mind. I could not. <laughs>
1: oh i love that that's so funny i found that like uh what cracks me up about some of the differences between men and women is being involved in a youth group for a long night when women plan a girls night with like middle schoolers or something like that not always but oftentimes it'll be like something my wife would enjoy doing anyway yep. like pedicures manicures like we'll do a Like a spa day or something like that. Totally. And so it's like girls enjoy being brought into these like older adult womany things, maybe. This is generalization, whatever. You can call me whatever you want. When it's a boys' night, it's like men retreating into middle school boy it's like we go go (laughs) karting or paintballing or like it's like it's like the girls the girls mature up and then the adult men like decreasing like maturity, it's like yeah, we're gonna be racing these loser thirteen year olds on the go karts all night, and we're gonna destroy them. <laughs> unless,
0: uh, unless you're my wife, my wife would prefer to be go karting and doing middle school boy stuff. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> she she is not. She people are like, oh yeah, like she'll go for a pedicure, likes doing it with like a friend that she enjoys, and she likes that stuff. Right. But it's like let's I don't know she 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 would love to when I come back from things and it's like yeah we did like rock climbing and (laughs) and like whatever she's like I don't want to do rock climbing like why can't I do
1: that we just like sat and talked the whole time (laughs) like (laughs) I don't like it totally you're right and Katie's the same way we did a, a men's like whitewater rafting thing and she's like why can't we do that Right. I would love to do that. And it's like, oh, yeah, we totally should do that with some other couples. But it's just, I don't know, specifically when it comes to like uh, like youth group boys and girls stuff, it cracks me up every time because it's like without fail, it seems like the men just become 13-year-olds and the women become like 30-year-olds. Like the girls become yeah. like 30-year-olds. It cracks me up. The best,
0: the best example of this is that at our old church, my old church, um, they did – it was relatively small. Uh, like, met in a school kind of church. Yeah. And uh, they, every summer, did, like, a men's night, like an annual men's, you know, cookout kind of thing, and uh, a women's uh, night, and they would usually be, like, a week apart or something like that, like but pretty close together in the summer. And the men's night was usually first. And so I went, and I, you know, it's like, you know, regular old, like, grilling, like, barbecue burgers and and, uh, dogs and whatever. And then we're, like, just playing volleyball competitively, like, all night. Yeah. uh, Until we we sit around a campfire and we talk about, like, what Jesus is teaching us and get real serious, like, depth of conversation.
1: That sounds like an amazing night. It was great. It's amazing.
0: I come back, I'm telling Jordan about it. It's amazing. It's great. She's like, cool, can't wait for women's night. And she goes... And they kind of like kind of talked around the circle, but it was like, just like mostly talking about like the home or like their kids and stuff. And she was like, I wanted to play volleyball and I want to sit <laughs> around the, 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 uh, the fireplace and or the fire pit and get deep and have a deep conversation. So I don't, I'm not sure what it is with that one either, but it seems to happen to Jordan more often than I would prefer, which is like, I come home and I'm like, this was great and she comes home and she's like cool, I'm looking forward to it and then she comes home and she's like eh, it was all right. <laughs> like okay. Yeah. So it's always an always an opportunity I think that really with when it comes to her it is well, sorry babe, I'm talking about you a lot on this one. When it comes to her, she is a more depth of close relationship kind of person and I'm like a show up and a party down with the big group, <laughs> you know like let let's get let's get this thing rolling, let's roll late, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there's almost a side of like Jordan, which I really admire about her, is like, and some people would maybe see maybe take it as like, oh, she, I guess I don't know how other people take it is basically she knows like she asked the question like, why are we here, like what am I doing here, like I could be doing something. I could be doing something more productive potentially with my time. And she's like, takes that very seriously, which is like, it could come across as like, wow, is Jordan having a good time? But it's also like, no, she's just very intentional. And it's like, oh, what are we doing here? And if it's like, oh, what we're doing here is we're growing deeper together and knowing each other more and being able to uplift and encourage each other better because of our intimate knowledge of one another. Yeah. She's, she's all about that. You're so right. And obviously you would know you're, you know her way better than me, but it I, it always seems that for me, it's, it's funny. Cause like the question is like, you know, we'll be sitting around a campfire, whatever, camping, hanging out. And it's like, Jordan's like, what are we doing here? Like we could be hiking up this mountain right now. <laughs> we could be having yeah. this conversation on the hiking trail up this mountain. And it's like, yeah, we don't
0: need to do it sitting around the campfire. Why are yeah. we doing that?
1: and part of it's like oh yeah maybe maybe like learning how to how to be there which she's good she probably has to out of the people i know very well she probably has to do the most this isn't going to go exactly how i anticipated and i'm going to make the best of it and i think yeah. that's because her expectations of things are so much maybe higher than people around her for better or for worse i think you're right i think but that's what makes sure. I just want to finish. That's what makes her a great host. That's what makes her super creative when she like goes over the top with her outfits or her designs or her projects. <laughs> it's like, it's because that's what it is. It's like, oh man, this is my expectation and this is what I'm doing. Might as well freaking do it and am doing right. So I love you, Jordan.
0: Yeah. She gets a picture in her mind of what she would expect something to be like. And she does her best to make that picture happen. But the, the when it comes to the other stuff, like when we're like sitting around or doing whatever, she is a like a super in the moment person, like what's in front of me right now, and uh, and she. So I think that that is like a well, right now is boring, so let's go do something different. <laughs> you know, right now there's something better over there, and so let's go do that. <laughs> so yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it's a, awesome. Yeah, right it's now it's funny.
1: Man. Right now is Boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny because, like, it's like the complete opposite of Katie, who is a planner and like thinks ahead and likes to know what the deal is and like where we're going and what we're doing and making all that happen. And it makes, you know, getting a good schedule down and making things kind of organized and going and thing like really something she is successful at. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it, it doesn't, you know, Katie also is like, I have planned to relax. Right. Today, on this pool side. And Jordan's like, I'm done. I'm ready to go. <laughs> like, let's get out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah, the expectations is equal. The intensity of the expectation is equal. But the, if Katie is expecting to not do anything, then that's yep. the expectation. If Katie is expecting to do an excursion, then the expect so she'll be just as – she Katie will be equally disappointed if we don't go snorkeling. If we were planning on going snorkeling. Exactly. Then – on a day when she was planning on doing nothing, and Jordan drags us up a hike. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: I have had to uh, shift that expectation. Now, what I will say, 10-year anniversary coming up, and children have changed our plans. We used to be the people that would be like, okay, we'll stay at a hotel, but we'll mostly be gone, and we'll be going like into town and trying the local food and doing whatever, wherever we're going to be. And then now it's like, we're like, Both like, I think it's beach time. Two children have made us beach people now.
1: (laughs) I love that. Yeah, they have changed a lot too. Dude, congrats. This is our 10 year for both of us.
0: 10 years. Two weeks apart. I know. I remember we came back from our honeymoon and basically the first thing we did was go to your wedding.
1: (laughs) Dude, yeah. Which was pretty wild. So you're the mature one. You can tell me all the things I'm doing wrong. Well, I do that anyway, the, but I don't know. Praise God. <laughs> I don't it. <know> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, All right,
0: man. So what is the plan today? We better not
1: just talk about our wives the whole time.
0: No. What I is this? The
1: no. Love Lives podcast? Yeah. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> they deserve it better than we do. Uh, for sure. Absolutely. Now, Justin, let's talk about some dad stuff. Uh, something that I think actually probably comes up in my mind a lot, and then something we talk about. And it's a simple thing of, like, hey, just showing up as a dad. And oftentimes this subject in my mind comes up in, like, a negative way. Like, you should be doing this. It's a kind of maybe almost a, sh- a mm-hmm. shaming thing or, like, a, like, I can't believe we have to tell dads this. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen those billboards that are, like, don't forget to dad today or something like that. Like, specifically <laughs> to the fathers, about. they'll yeah. be, like, it'll be, like, a PSA, like, from the 90s. Like, did you hug your kids today, dads? Don't forget your right. dad today. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is literally a federally funded public service announcement for the fathers of our country to be like, hey, remember you've sired children and yeah. they, might, they might need you for a hug. And So it's like a weird yeah. thing of like, man, how do we how do we toe this line of being this platform that we have, which is currently just mostly for us to encourage one another? But it's not a shameful like, hey, you need to be doing this. Uh, but it's also like, I don't know. There is some expectation, I guess, is showing up as a dad. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird one for me. It's tough for me to walk that line. So what? Do you, yeah. What are your thoughts, Justin?
0: Yeah, I mean, showing up is. I've been thinking about showing up being a good operative word for what it is to do things for my daughters is to show up for them in a lot of different avenues of their life but I don't even know how to say it well uh, but not but not so much as like a um, show up and phone it in but like legitimately show up with all of me right like show up with my full focus and attention and when I think about it in the context of what you're saying is like the best way for me to think through that and to, to you know is not only say like all right here's some areas in which i think i do show up really well but here's some gaps in my ability to show up well and you know sharing that with you talking it out with you most often i find that something you're saying is like yeah me too (laughs) right you know i should show up that way uh i should do that oh yeah i definitely i remember what it was the other day we were talking about something about uh, like oh yeah you it was what we, like things we don't like saying to our kids and and you had mentioned like why would you do that and i and it hit me like i like a like a frickin baseball bat, I was like, oh, I say that yeah, and i and now I don't like that I say that immediately <laughs> i I feel immediately not good about it um and so i and then you know hearing you have some other ideas about the, you know what it is that you get up early is encouraging for me, It's like, oh, I could do that and, and starting to glean things. And so I'm looking forward to hearing about your thoughts about showing up for your boys and my thoughts for showing up for my girls ways that we're doing it well and not when we were talking about it, I've kind of gathered it in the same way that when we talked about goals is like, really, I got to show up for my girls in four main areas. I figured we just chat about them today. Uh, I got to show, uh, well, it's based off of Luke 2:52, where Jesus grew and wisdom and stature and favor with God and favor with man. And so in my mind, it's like, okay, mentally, uh, relationally slash emotionally, physically, and, uh, spiritually are ways that I want to not just be around my girls, but like show up for them in a way that is like, dad's here. Yeah. And, and, um, for that to be a known thing is like, no, yeah, dad's here. He's got, he's got you, you know, he's here to give you your support and need that you have, especially as they're young, but then like I know that as I grew up, showing up for me looked different, right? Showing Mm -hmm. up for me might have looked like giving me some space and being a fallback, you know, versus right now showing up sometimes means legitimately going every night and laying next to Layla as she's starting to fall asleep for just nighttime, bedtime routine, you know. (laughs) It's like that's what showing up is today. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, no, I really actually – couple of things you said that that stuck out to me number one you gave an example or you gave four areas and the thing i love about those four areas is you took them from a standard that it's not like my standard or justin's standard or anybody's standard it's like oh this is like a uh, whether you believe in god or not like it is a a some sort of standard that's higher than myself you know like none of we're not like making this up and it hits to me it hits so home with it's like, how many times have I been physically there for my child, but not emotionally there for my child? Or spiritually there for my child, but not, I don't know, you know, physically there in terms of like being able to really walk that out with them? So it's like, oh man, how do we, yeah, these four areas are, are a really cool way to think about it because it's a holistic picture at of what it looks like to actually be fully there, fully present. Not all the time, obviously, because, man, how many times am I physically there? And That's about right. it. Like, the shell of this father is here. <laughs> yeah.
0: It definitely happened this week for us, which was, like, we went to a birthday party this weekend, and we got back, and Jordan and I were just wiped out. We were just tired. And we were like, okay. And the, and the kids were kind of overdone, and we are like, cool. We're going to throw on a show, and we're just going to sit down, and we're going to watch it. And the kids were not having it they were being wild and they were going <laughs> everywhere and jordan and i just kept doubling down on we're watching this show and it just it devolved into it so we were physically there but did not pay attention to them than their needs at all and it was a nightmare an wow. absolute train wreck <laughs> And, we, and we, so we get to the end of the night and i'm sitting in there and i was talking to jordan i'm like this was 100 percent our fault <laughs> like this was we could have shifted Tactics immediately and be like, cool, shows out. But we just, but she was like, but I, we just wanted to sit and watch it. I was like, I, that's exactly why I sat there and did nothing but tried, tried to keep a baby from scribbling right. while watching, you know, guys' tournaments of champions on the Food Network. Like, that's, it's a stupid thing that we are doing, you know? So,
1: you guys watch oh, Guy baby. Fieri with the
0: daughters? He's so wholesome. I love him.
1: Are you taking it? Oh, you taking the Flavortown to Flavortown Market? Market. We
0: watch so much guys' grocery games. It's <laughs> incredible. Not a sponsor, but could be <laughs> guy. Come at me. Um, could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but go, but, but you are right, though the physical the physical shell, and that's what made me really think about is like I know quite a few people that have shown up in the most basic sense of the word. Uh, in martial arts, we had parents that would just show up and right. sit in the chairs, but like scroll through their phone the whole time and I get it like not that I don't do that at times right. with my girls too but it's like there's a marked difference between the parent that shows up and does that and the parent that shows up and pays attention and encourages their kid during it and I guess that's the kind of show up that I find like challenging and encouraging and like the the standard that I want to live up to regardless of what other people are doing and what's going on in their world like yeah. I'm thinking about for me
1: what do I feel you know, led and convicted to, I guess. Yeah, and I think, especially for dads, and you can push back on this, I think the biggest thing met is, like, you physically showed up. It's like, that's like yeah. baseline minimum. You stuck around, let's just say, in general, to raise this child. And then you show up to an event. It's like, what more do you want from me? <laughs> sort of a thing. Right. It's kind of, maybe in general, here, how I feel I? From dads. this was... Actually, kind of a, a sad moment for me as a dad and just as a person in general. And I don't say this again. This is like one of those weird things where it's like, oh, yeah, we're talking about this thing that is for you and I to encourage one another to be exactly. more aware of showing up, but to also recognize the importance or the things that like, I don't know, it's just such a clear picture to me. My Brooks had a baseball game and another boy on the other team's dad was like an assistant coach. And this little boy got up to bat and this dad, obviously was physically there, was helping out coaching his kid's team. This kid gets up to bat and my this dad looks at complete strangers, which happened to be my parents watching this game, and was like, yeah, he's not very good. And then this little boy got a hit and instead of celebrating his son, he re- like looked back to my father, again, a complete stranger, this man knows my dad from nobody, and was like, He's like really hard to work with. He's like really hard to coach. It's just really annoying and really tough. And it was like, I, it was like broke my heart because I was like, dude, your boy just got a hit and all he wants is like a at a boy from his dad or like something more than, yeah, dad was physically there, but he supported me 0%, right. I guess, like actively talking against me. So it's like, I don't know. It's the importance of recognizing. Yeah. It was so stark to me, like, his dad was there. He showed up. He was at the practices, at the games. But was his dad, like, were we actually there? And I'm not even trying to say that that dad's actions were any better or worse than when I scroll through my phone and ignore my children for two and a half hours yeah. in the afternoon when I'm tired. You know, it's like I'm doing the exact same thing, maybe <laughs> maybe right. in a less public setting. But what I'm basically saying is right now you're not worth my Frank-
0: time. Frankly, that dude's lucky your dad didn't call him to the carpet if I know your dad. Very well. Your dad's your dad not the shyest person of speaking truth uh, out loud to a person nearby him, so he got that guy kind of skated. Frankly, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so let's uh, let's talk about this a little bit because I agree. It's there's a lot of room for me to grow in these areas, and I think that that is. I think that because our kids are growing, the way that we show up evolves in a way that like we have to. I have to stay up on, right? Like showing up for Briar is way different than showing up for Layla. And as Layla has grown, the changes in what she needs from me uh, as, as her dad have been big and I haven't always kept up with them. And maybe I'm not still not keeping up with them. Right. So it's like, I can talk about this season and maybe we'll talk in generalities too, just like stuff I believe in, or you believe in, that we want to pay attention to as these kids get older, but sometimes I feel like I'm not keeping up with it. So I think it'll be really good to do that. So let's um, well, let's start with wisdom, wisdom, mental, mentally, with your your young children's minds. What does it look like to show up for your boys? Um, for
1: me, personally, it, number one, it is very quite, quite. I guess super simple: knowing what mm. they're learning in school. So like knowing their teacher's names, knowing what curriculum they're going over, being able to talk about their music classes or whatever it is. Like, what did Miss Bell teach you today in music class? What did, you know, uh, I can't remember the coach's name, their PE coach, you know, oh, man, I'll, I'll remember his name here. Like, what did you guys play today? Things like that. So like very basic is like on their level, what they're currently learning right now. And then next, and this is actually what I was encouraged by, is noticing what my kid's interested in. Pers- trying to pursue that in a way with them. So like Wesley loves, and you had mentioned this the other night, he loves knowing things <laughs> and specifically like knowing the why, like he goes one step beyond wants to know why about things. So we've been learning about birds together. So, so it's like how many different birds visit our house? So we're, we're watching for birds and I haven't seen that one. What's that bird? Why does it, you know, why is it called like this? We've got the mocking bird is the state bird, of Tennessee. So when you see one mockingbird and it, it makes every other sound of every other bird. It's like really cool. Yeah. Why, did, why would it do that? You know, so like asking questions like that. Um, so we're learning about birds and bird habitats and why they make nests in certain places and why tre- certain trees they enjoy. So Wesley loves all that stuff. And I am trying to find ways to get Wesley more excited about being yeah. outside with dad. Because we'll like play games together. But it's like, man, I only have so much energy. But it's like, oh, I'm gonna be out here raking or mowing or doing something, and you can come out and help dad. or we can come out here. We can just, you can just notice a different bug or a new plant or yeah, things like that. So that's been really, really fun with Wes, uh, and that's been a recent sort of the spring. Spring just hit, so it's like bugs are out, birds are chirping, keep making nests in this one little spot in our <laughs> porch. My poor wife has. But has is to it deal on with. a light?
0: Because it's always on a light, and it's just those things just light right up; they catch right on fire.
1: <laughs> so we had one. We had one bird building a nest, kept coming back to the yep. same motion light, and the light just kept going on, kept going on, like throughout the whole night. And I didn't figure it out till way too many days. It was so stupid how I mean how how annoyingly dumb I thought of myself. I was like, "Of course it's a stupid <laughs> bird. You stupid nest up. I was like looking for a cat. I was like convinced there was like a cat or a raccoon in <laughs> her yard that good. kept triggering.
0: yeah, when you're talking about the teachers that's um that's big uh for for me too, and I have not been super successful at keeping up with having Layla share what she's learning in school. In preschool, which then she surprises me. And then I kind of double down on trying to help her learn some things and be there for her mentally and, and what that looks like. But like, she, uh, she just like the other day, she asked me how to spell had, and I was like, you know how to spell had, you can start to, you know, sound it out. And she sounded it out. And she, then she's like, I wrote this, uh, I'm making a magazine. I was like, okay. And she says, it says, uh, Layla had a dog. And I was like, you wrote a sentence? I didn't even know you could write a sentence. Like it was like one of those things that surprised me and then immediately made me feel guilty that I was surprised by it. <laughs> it's like I should know that you – I should be the one teaching you how to write a sentence or whatever. But the – so I think that you're right. Like knowing what's going on there and being like involved with it up front has been has been huge. The other side for that for me is um, oftentimes we, t- we tell Layla that it's our job to keep her safe. And it's not just to keep her body safe, but to keep her mind safe and her heart safe too, is what we tell her. It's like that's dad and mom's number one job in this world is to keep you safe. Uh, And this is what that looks like. And we know that means like teaching her and doing stuff. But like she needs to just hear the words like this is for your safety, right? And protecting her young mind for things that she is ready for or not ready for sure it like moves into heart and emotions and stuff too but like that's that's a challenge for me in this season is figuring out because she's just so attentive and and has a great memory and so focusing on what is the right things for her to know at this time and what things we're going to protect her from what's an appropriate knowledge for her to have as a five-year-old and what's not is something that I'm trying to show up and be really intentional about for her um just to be there for her mentally, yeah, it's like, okay, is your is your literal mind ready for this yet? right do you or have you developed enough for this right. yet? And a lot of times I feel like the answer is there's a version of this that we just need to share in the right way. but sometimes the answer is like nope, not yet. let's take, let's trust me, kiddo. I will tell you all about it when you're when it's a little bit later, and I will be happy to tell you all about it later, but right now. Using a trust mom and dad, that it's not time yet.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And totally a situation came up not too long ago here in our neck of the woods. There was the this, the school shooting in Nashville, and Wesley goes to school with fifth graders. Fifth graders are 10, 11, maybe, you know, and maybe they got middle schoolers or high schoolers that yeah. they in their house. And we had a friend who they go to a private school that is, you know, first through 12. Not that they're all in the same building or anything like that, but it's like, it's really easy for our, you know. Like Wesley didn't, he didn't have specific questions. And I don't know if he didn't hear about it or not. And that was one of those tough ones where I was like, do we talk about it this to him? Do we ask him if he heard about it? If they did extra safety precautions, if they told you why, if an older student right. said something, you know, because one of our friends, their daughter's a couple, maybe a year and a half, two years older than Wes, and she asked, Right, Like, what does this mean? And it's like, is this an appropriate moment for a nine-year-old to, I, I, you know, and I don't know, maybe it's dependent on every child, but you're so right where it's like, what is, because I do think it'll be different from each kid, but as much as we can, because we can't even protect our kids from all things. One of our good friends said something the other day just in front of the kids, not even to them, but it was about like being, feeling like they were in an unsafe part of a town, And like they said, you know, they're just like jokingly like thought we were going to get shot or something like that. Oh, like a seven year old takes that extremely differently than a 32 year old who knows what you're trying to say. So you're right. It is it is one of those things where maybe some of the the learning that they do happens faster than we want. But at least being aware of are they ready for this? And I am I ready to tell them what this really is, you know, because all we could really come to on that. You know, school shooting was, like, we talked about it, Katie nine. We we just, like, okay, we'll tell them there's evil in this world. We don't always know why, and sometimes it happens closer to home. Than, yeah, know, I was like, I don't know. I don't know how you make a seven-year-old understand it's that. It's tough. It happens, but you don't be afraid to go to school, but also, right. like, I don't know. Anyway.
0: You're right. It's tough to find that, that boundary one. and that. That balance, especially as they're growing, it's like, what's what's too far now? What's not far enough now? Like, how much am I sheltering yeah. you versus equipping you? You know, like, is there's a there's a there's a balance to yeah. be found there that is challenging, certainly.
1: Yeah, for for me, I guess Brooks and May's on those kind of wisdomy things. Um, Brooks is a lot of emotional wisdom, sort of a thing, recognizing just where he is yeah. spatially, almost too. Just recognizing what's around you. Yeah, it's probably the biggest thing. Biggest thing for those boys in the maze is teaching them how to say daddy and I love you. It's not safe. That's it.
0: Um, (laughs) All right. Stature. Uh, Physically, this one I'll start with. It's an interesting one for me because there's there's some relatively obvious ones. I'm going to continue to teach her to show up for her and just physically play the things that she wants to play and do the things she wants to do play it run around and dance and throw them over my shoulders and be crazy and, and that, that kind of stuff be that for them for sure um, that's important to me and I think that making the active decision for me to do that sometimes is is effort for sure. Uh, I'll get home and it's like all right I would prefer just be done with this right now I'm tired let's get these kids watching a movie and let's go to bed. But when I make the choice to throw on some music and chase Briar around the house or whatever, it's uh, always been worth it every time. So that's yeah. definitely one of the ways I feel like showing up for them is something that I um, do okay. I do pretty well. Um, also just being present when they're doing physical stuff, even if I can't do it. So like I I go to field trips. That's what I do. I I, go, I try to go to every field yeah. trip that I can go to for for Layla and uh, when I go I don't hang around with the other mostly moms but a couple of dads and chit chat around the edges I'm usually following her around and throwing her balls up to the top of the little play structure that she's on or you know looking at the zoo stuff taking pictures of the animals at the zoo together whatever like that's what I want to do I want to be there be in it with her instead of yeah on the sidelines um, so that's been, those are the two ways that I do that there. And then I want to hear what you have to say about that. And then I got one that's like a little off, a off off beat that we'll come back to.
1: Okay. I'm curious about the, uh, field trip with other parents, uh, or maybe just anywhere. And have you ever been in the, the moment where it's like you're at the park and one girl's dad is just like kicking yep. it on the bench on his phone. And this other kid runs up, and they're like, "Will you push me on the swing too?" And you're like, "Yep, yup, I guess, sort of, yep. maybe." <laughs> and then, dude, it's a weird thing because you're like, oh, "Am I shaming this other parent, or am I helping this child?" Like, it's a weird thing of not knowing. But I love that too. I love that, dude. Don't stop doing that. My goal, like, I, I get a sick amount of pride from being like. The sweatiest kid at the jump park when the kids go to the trampoline place. And it's like, you will not, you're not going to out jump me. You're going to out flip me. You're not going to outfund me. And like, I will be in that foam pit with you guys and, you know, shame the devil the day that I'm not in the foam pit with the kids. I don't know. I just feel like, dude.
0: It's tough. It's tough sometimes to do that. I think that the uh, other side of it is that sometimes you feel like the, I'm going to be the only one, you know, I'm going to be the only one doing this and you don't have that. You I do have that. You don't have that. Um I have to, I actively choose to not worry about that all the time because I don't care about it. But I still have it. It's like oh, I don't want to do that, but okay, you know. I've been the only guy right. dancing with yeah. my daughters to live music more times than I can count, you know. <laughs> like it's like just that's what we do. And and, that, and I think it's well worth it. Yeah, the other parents' thing to your point is the other side that I get is a lot of. I've had like a lot of moms apologize to me that their kid is like coming up to interact with me. Like they're bothering me, you know? It's like I'm playing with Layla or whatever, and then this other kid is also like enamored with Layla or with me or whatever, and is like telling me a story or what I just like. I want to tell you about I lost my tooth. It's like, cool. And I almost always don't mind you know sitting there and listening to it but what I have found is I will say at least nine times out of ten mom's always like hey sorry come on kiddo it's like no it's truly it's fine it's good actually I'm here I'm here with my five-year-old daughter and we're playing and I'm climbing on the rope swing with her or whatever like it's it's great you know (laughs) so I it is it is interesting I think that's one way that I can show up well them. A way that I'm trying to find balance in showing up physically is when my children are physically out of control. That's an interesting one for me. Uh, It kind of goes into emotional probably a little bit too. But the Layla and Briar both can communicate their anger and overwhelmed feelings with, um, with their bodies. So like this, the, one of the, the tactics or the things is like, I am not going to let you I understand that you are hurting and that you're feeling upset, but I'm not going to let you hit me or scratch me or, or do whatever. And so finding the balance of not using my strength as their dad, as this like overbearing weight for them, but still using it to yeah, establish the boundary of I'm not going to hurt you. So whether that means I'm, I'm holding Layla, you know, sometimes it means i might have to hold her arms like to to my body or to her body sometimes it might mean, like i just have to uh, what does that mean to teach her physically and be there for her physically to know not only for the good stuff but also for the the harder side of it and that's a balance i'm still trying to find it's easier for me to just be like and you are over there and i'll be over here you know like let's it will separate ourselves from these situations instead of being in it you know go to timeout or whatever and maybe that's fine sometimes but it's not I haven't found it super effective to like teach her how to do it better next time.
1: Do you find that you over I mean it's obviously it's not like it's hard to over not exert or over it's easy to physically overpower a child Uh, and not even in like a harmful way I just mean like it's very easy to grab their arms and put them to their side and not really are you saying like I'm not really explaining to her like like, what would be, uh, let, let's say you put Layla in timeout, you sit her down, and she starts to get up. So, I, I'll tell you my experience with Wesley. And then, you, Wesley would have to go to sit on timeout. So, he'd sit on a stair. If he'd get up, we would say, Looks like you need help sitting down. It looks like you need help to stay in timeout. So, daddy's gonna, so then I would hold yeah. his legs to the ground. And then he would start to swing with his hands. Then it was yep. like, It looks like, I would give him, I think, one option. You know, you can choose to keep your hands nicely beside you. You know, continue to choose to hit. Looks like you're going to need to be anyway. So then it would be that. Like if everything went well, it went from this step to this step to holding his hands yep. on his legs on the stair, and that worked for us. I don't know if that works for the kids. And it, obviously, the like nine times out of ten, it was like, dude, when they clop, when they catch oh, yeah. you like in the eyebrow, yeah.
0: The- physical restraint the physical restraint you have to have is incredible yeah uh no it's it is similar sometimes sometimes it can escalate to like now i'm holding you in my lap to help you calm down right now and and you know yeah i am holding your arms against your side so that you don't scratch me or whatever um i understand that you're upset with this and sometimes she does want to be alone and, and sometimes i can let that happen and sometimes i have to tell her it's like so back to, it's you know, it's dad's job to keep you safe and it's not safe for me to let you learn that, that you have to deal with everything by yourself. Like dad's here, even in the hardest the hardest stuff and you can't scare me away, you know? And so like those are the types of things that are a little bit tougher. And I guess we're going into like that emotional side too at the same time, but that's that's a big one for me in that way is like there's nothing, there's no emotion that you have or thing that you can do that is going to take away what I feel for you. And it's not, take away from what I feel for you. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do, say, or be that's going to scare me out of your life. And so that's why, like, I don't know. We, I definitely do the, and here you're going to take five minutes by yourself to calm down. It's like, I, I definitely do that. And I've been struggling lately of if that is really showing up for her in that emotional standpoint, or is it just punting? <laughs> Yeah you
1: know? Yeah, that's super hard. And like what a powerful image actually. I've never even thought of it that way of like physically being there and the fact of as a picture of being like there's nothing you could do. There's no amount of punches you could swing. That's actually really really pretty.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Sometimes so I'll hard. it'll get worse and I'll be like, You can't hurt me. <laughs> I'm way bigger than you. <laughs> you can't hurt me. Uh that's the bad side of that. But the yes. good side when it goes well is like Nothing you can do, kiddo. I'm. You can't. I'm gonna be here until you're calm, and I'll wait for you. I just want to be alone. I know you do, sweetheart. But it's my job to keep you safe, and you can be alone later. But right now, I need to be here with you because I'm your dad and I love you. And it's like it's like a that you know. I'd say one out of ten, I do it that way, and I do it well for those big blowups. But I'm. uh, That's something I've been when I observe a show up. That's really cool. That's a way that I would like to continue to show up better is to say, all right, let me put I'm the grown up here. Let me put aside my frustration and right. <laughs> my amount of being triggered in my emotions of some way and and uh <sighs> be the grown up and show up for you in this
1: moment. Yeah, that's really cool. I think one of the interesting things to me about physically showing up for my children for me is I would say just based on my personality number one the easiest like I like being around kids in general I guess my kids especially like they're fun to me to be around and I know that's probably more personality than anything so it's like it's it that's probably the easiest comes most naturally to like physically be there goofing around running around playing you know throwing kids up tackling wrestling all about that what i think is interesting is when i it's the easiest for me and gives me the, it probably gives me the most amount of life but when i do it poorly or like you're saying and this is where i definitely have struggled and do struggle like physically exerting my power over my children devastates me more yeah. than anything. Like when I overpower a, one of my boys right. out of anger, it like it is hard to bounce back from. And it, it like, yeah. And I can't. Anyway, that one devastates me uh, the most. So I, I thought that was interesting. As you were talking, there thinking of like what a powerful picture of constantly being there no matter what. And also on my end, what like it hurts the most when I do that, when I do that poorly. And I often seem to mess that one up poorly, which like you're saying, it spills into the emotional side of things. Is dad safe person to be around when he's angry or a hothead?
0: Yeah. It doesn't matter if the damage is physical because I mean, it's not when nobody's losing their cool like that, where it's like now I'm, you know, these kids are getting hurt. Right, exactly. But it is like. It doesn't take much
1: to scare a kid. Yeah, it's scary.
0: It's scary to lose control, right? And so, and that's the balance I'm trying to find with Layla is like, and trying to, to, because at some point it does turn. It's like, I want her to not feel like she has lost her, you know, control of herself and, and, and her, her choices. Uh, But also, she's five and she, there are times that she doesn't have all of her choices uh, when it, when it is not for her safety, you know. And, and the difference is and will be and continues to be is how I am acting when I do the exact same action. <laughs> so sometimes it is literally yeah. I do need to stop you. And that means using my strength of will and, and body right. to stop you from scratching and hitting. And I have to hold you to me even if you're trying to flail and hurt yourself and hurt me. And I'm not going to let you. And then but if it turns to I am going to stop you and you will cut this out because I'm so frustrated and upset, that's that's where it becomes like yeah. even though the exact same physical thing is happening, the emotional safety of that moment is is wildly different.
1: Oh, and it's like they can they know it and they feel it, and you know it and you feel it.
0: So like the repair aspect of it is really important after that for for me, where it's like dad got mad. At what you were that you pushed your sister down and had her smack her head on the ground. I didn't have space for you. And so I pushed you into your room and I closed the door while you were screaming and crying out of frustration. It wasn't that I was like, okay, sweetheart, need some space right now. It was a you get in that room (laughs) right now. And, uh, and yeah, there's a big difference between that and saying, okay, sweetheart looks like you need some space. I'm sorry that you're frustrated, even if she's still kicking and screaming and goes in there, hey, I love you. You need to stay in here for a few minutes so I can take care of your sister and then I'll be right with you. There's a big difference. And I do not do that second one in those moments of especially, you know, damage to person or property, <laughs> you know.
1: And it's an interesting thing, too, because as as dads, as parents, it's like the uh- the thought of saying no to a child without the ability to like walk that through to its entirety, which is I have the power to make you yeah. not do what I'm asking you to do is cause I mean, that's like truly if someone tells you no, when a kid tells you no, it's like, Oh, that's just silly. Cause yeah. you're tiny, you know. You couldn't do anything about it. I could do what I wanted to do. So it's this whole kind of balance with authority because the truth is the authority comes with the fact that mom and dad are physically capable of. Of
0: forcing their will upon you in some way, right? Go in this car, get in this car seat, eat your food. You will not get down from this table. You know, it's, it's a number of things for us, at least. That we've talked about quite a bit, Jordan and I, is being like, that's not, you know, there's a time and a place to say, like, okay, kiddo, here's the boundary. And, you know, kids have a lot of boundaries. Right. But there's a big difference between a boundary and an ultimatum. Um, and that's kind of, that has a fine line. And that fine line is, like, the border of anger and, and calm, you know, <laughs> frankly. And it kind of, like, this kind of blends into the spiritual side of things which is like, as a dad, showing up for my kid is not only, you know, trying to be a good bringing in for me, bringing in Jesus into our household and, and doing that, of which I am hit or miss at best of the consistency of, you know, those types of practices. We're good at praying before bed, but like devotions and talking about stuff and, you know, talking about the big things, yeah, it's, it's hit or miss at best, but which that's a different podcast but the 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 big thing that i feel convicted by is like am i being who the father is to me to my girls or not right it's a big yeah. high bar wow. <laughs> that i fall very 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 short of but it's like when i think about like you know even the holding holding her in place and and holding her right or letting her go like there's times that that the lord is like you okay Yeah, go ahead and see how this works out for you. Learn from your mistakes. And there's times where he's like, guardrails, baby. I'm not going to
1: let that happen to you, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I think what's really interesting to me about the spiritual side of things that I've been really convicted on is kind of coloring all these things we've been talking about with our children and being there is being there in the sense of like giving my kids opportunities, especially Wesley because he's older The knowledge and the chance of saying like, oh, dad, like dad gets angry too. And I felt that feeling. And that's why I'm glad, you know, Jesus forgives me too or something like that. Where it's like, it's like these opportunities when I feel like when, if you're always trying to like be from this position, well, for me, when I'm always trying to like teach my children something or show them something or be this example of something, it's like, man, sometimes the best example I can be to Wesley at the moment is being like. Dude, I get it. I feel exact. I felt exactly how you feel. And I get frustrated and angry too. And I lose my temper. And that's why I'm so happy that I have, yeah. a, I have a savior. Because man, I this is like trying to use these mess ups to get to that and just talk more openly about my mistakes and my failures and my shortcomings as a dad, as a, husband as a friend is yeah to be vulnerable there with my children's is difficult but i think it is produced at least in wesley a little bit more accountability or not um believability i guess in terms of you know dad gets it i don't know we were playing super mario the other day and he kept dying couldn't beat this level and like every good little boy you know started to get a little little rage going and it was like My instant thing was, dude, it's a freaking stupid Super Mario. Like, you'll get to your last life, and you'll get the continue button, and you'll get to continue. Like, it's not like the original; it's not the OG where it's that that fifth life goes, and it does not make you start all over. You just get a continue, like number one or number two or whatever. Man, we're. (laughs) kids these days they don't even have to start yeah that's it they don't even know the pains of a rumble pack it's now you're now
0: right. you're getting <laughs> into your old man your old man rage come on back i'm
1: sorry i'm coming, i'm bringing it back anyway but it's like oh my gosh how many times in my life have i gotten white flaming hot red at a stupid yeah. video game and it's like dad gets it man i know what it's like to not be able to beat a level and man you know what i It was just one of those things where it's like, I I know what it's like. And that's why I want to be able to help you deal with this emotion because it's a real emotion and you're feeling a real thing, which is super frustrated and angry right now. And that's why I'm so thankful that the Lord has taught me through these moments to recognize, you know obviously when he's older a bunch of different stuff we're talking about but it's like that the Lord has taught me to recognize when I get to this point and to be able to take a step back and take a break because then we realize, we remember oh it's just Mario oh it's just a game but in that moment you know if we don't take a step back and really the most important our, thing anyway in the world. so yeah.
0: it's it's um Layla and I had a um had a, a moment where I had man I I I had lost my temper brief like briefly in a way that when she looked at me, you could just see that she had like felt betrayed in that moment. Like it wasn't like overly bad, but emotions were high and it was like in the car seat and something I said or did just like this eye the eyes and just just broke down. I'm like, oh no. Ugh, that utter failure. But it was an opportunity to your point to sit down with her and be like, All right, can I teach you about what grace and forgiveness actually means? You know that when Jesus forgives you it's gone, like it never existed. Not that we don't need to learn from it or not do it again or whatever, but that you know, when you apologize to me and I forgive you, I'm I don't I'm not gonna remind you of this every day that you messed up like that and Jesus doesn't do that to me. And just like, it was like a moment to be able to do that. And, and it's like, and you know what, sweetheart, like you made some bad choices in those moments. And I made some bad choices in those moments. And just because you made bad choices doesn't mean that I should have, because when I make bad choices, God doesn't make bad choices to me. You know, like it's like, and so being able to draw those parallels in that same way. I haven't had as much opportunity to follow up on that, or maybe I have, and I've just missed it, frankly. But you're right that it's like, Drawing those parallels as being like, no, look at me. You're right. This is where we are going, and it is okay, especially for our, our eldest who are extraordinarily right all the time and love to be right. Both of our eldest. It's like, no, you are gonna fall. You're gonna fail, and it's and it's okay because you have a savior that will, like, you know, and Dad is going to model that same forgiveness, that same yeah, steadfast. Ability to uh, arms wide open, come on home prodigal son, you know, like
1: it's always, it's always going to be here. Yeah. I think it is encouraged by the fact of like, it's not like, oh, my boys need Jesus. It's like, no dad needs Jesus. So like watch dad, watch dad admit how often he needs Jesus throughout the day and, you know, listen uh, and learn, baby. I think one of the really cool things and scary things of this showing up spiritually is that I think. I think really, and you can push back on this too, that that, that a legitimate spiritual walk from father to son or from parent to child is caught more than it's taught. Mm. Like, they see it. They do. They see. They see and they know. They see hypocrisy as they get older. They see saying one thing and doing another thing. They see the manipulation. That's like, man, you kids see, dude. And that's one of those scary things where it's like, they freaking see us. But it's also one of those things where it's like, man, if we don't teach them, Justin, all these Bible verses and they don't know Awanas and all these things, it's like, man, the relationship that we have with Jesus will be caught, not taught. I at least I believe. I'm convict I'm convinced of that and convicted of that, where it's like, no Bible verse changed my life as much as watching my mom and dad struggle and obey and listen and teach and guide spiritually. Eventually the Bible verses changed my life. But you know, I I don't know. It was just something where Yeah that seems to be a significant side of that I, I need to be encouraged by because I'm not going to do I'm not going to probably be the best at doing Bible studies or devotionals every weekend or things like that I, I like doing those things and we do them sometimes but you know you're right our kids are not going to fall in love with Jesus by you drawing Jesus pictures from a picture book you know right. three times a week it's like they're they're gonna see dad
0: yeah you're right I think that caught not taught is is good. I think that there's a balance there. I think that there's um, some people that do a lot of acting, but then don't, I don't know. There's like a balance there where like I, like we were talking about earlier, I'm going to teach by setting up these boundaries until you are old enough to, to learn, you know? So there's a balance there for me certainly, but I do like the fact that generally speaking, do what I say, not what I do is not effective. Just not effective, especially not for me as a dad with my daughter. Right? She sees what I don't do well, and and will let me know. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, man, we went longer than I thought we would on on this one, but it was really fun. We yeah, I felt could, like we could we keep could, going. Too. We did a two hour episode, <laughs> part two, part two.
1: Yeah, what a fun discussion! Again, I hope anybody uh, get, make if you've made it to this point, you're, you're <laughs> a real one, and we want to. <laughs> We want to encourage you and say, like, hey, none of this was to condemn or to be like, oh, you should be or we should be. No should Clearly we're not.
0: But, um, <laughs> Listen, to, if, you were, if you weren't paying attention to your clearly no, we're not.
1: <laughs> but, man, let's encourage one another to be good dads and to be there physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally for our children. And to even recognize, like, where we're falling short to start noticing, I guess yeah. we can start there. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Just another encouragement to zone in and try to show up with all of me, all of the best parts of, of me and, and who I have been created to be and best parts of the father that we can show for, for these kids. So uh thank you thank you for listening. Heck yeah. Have a hot take, then send it to us at love at gmail dot com. Happy to receive it and surprise Freddie with it. And then
1: uh yeah, um, I love you, brother. Love you, man. Thank you so much for the conversation. Bye. We'll talk to you all later. West Bob, it is April 25th, 2023, and something just happened this evening that made me so thankful for you. Um, we went to a baseball field, just me and you, and I was doing some coaching. No one else was there, and you were going around sitting with some friends in the bleachers, sitting in the dugout just kind of moving around and I did not have to worry about you at all because you are responsible and safe and got a good head on your shoulders and I was so thankful that I didn't have to be constantly watching you or worried about you and yeah it was so nice to be able to just know you are going to be okay and make good decisions so thank you. There's so many things that I love about you buddy but your responsibility is so cool to see you grow into that even more. You are my son of perseverance. I am so grateful that God gave me you love death.